Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here with my co-host, JC. It is a pleasure to be back, Wendy. Thanks for having me back on our show. This, I'll tell you, uh, past couple weeks, I've uh, been on hiatus. You know, I've been on these special assignments and whatnot, and you have really held the fort down. You're an amazing interviewer. Ms. Wendy Sellers. Thank you. Thank you. I missed you, though, man. I missed you. You know, I was telling somebody the other day about um, they were just saying, oh, it must be so fun to do a podcast. And I said, yeah, it is. But it is a lot more work than what you hear. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you have to be entertaining and tech support and everything at the same time. And then almost always something goes wrong. And fortunately, I have had some amazing guests um, that can just roll with the punches. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Always a great time with you. I'm going to be honest there. Really love it. Folks, today we are over the next five sessions, we are going to be talking about uh, recruiting advice for hiring veterans. And if you're a veteran, this is for you as well. We're also going to be talking about, so recruiting advice from the employer aspect and then from the employee or the candidate aspect. And so hang on tight. We've got a ton of information. This could probably be three or four podcasts. So we'll leave you with a lot of information that you can go ahead and do more research on your own. Fair enough? Sounds good to me. And I'm sure everyone listening is shaking their head yes as well. So in series one of five, what I want to talk about is as an employer, uh, if your goal is to hire any human being, uh, then you should also be considering veterans. But if you are saying, oh, my goodness, yes, we've been missing the boat there. You need to stop and pause and you need to make sure that you are educating your hiring team before beginning to hire uh, veterans because they're not always like everyone else. Um, and there could also be reasons that your hiring team is accidentally or intentionally, but hopefully accidentally, uh, you know, not going after veterans just because their resume scare them. And this could be discriminatory if you're making decisions because of political reasons, for example. So teaching your team to understand what veterans are and the terminology, which is so confusing is super, super important so that you can hire great people and at the same time not break the law. Absolutely. Two federal laws make it illegal to treat people differently at work because they are in or have served in the military. The Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act, USERRA, abbreviated, prohibits civilian employers from discriminating against you because you are or have served in the military. According to the Vietnam-era Veterans Readjustment Assistance Act of 74, VEVRAA, federal contractors and subcontractors cannot discriminate against protected veterans at work. Employers must also take steps to find, hire, promote, and retain protected veterans according to the law. And more federal laws actually make it illegal to treat job applicants and employees unfairly because they are veterans or military personnel. According to the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, it's illegal for employers to discriminate against qualified job applicants 
and employees based on their physical or mental disabilities. Making a reasonable accommodation for a qualified job applicant or employee is one prime example that you should take. Now, according to Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1974, federal contractors and subcontractors are not permitted to discriminate against people with disabilities in the workplace. This includes refusing to make a reasonable accommodation to a qualified employee or applicant. So these definitely come into play when we're talking about disabled veterans in the workforce as well. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, many veterans do come out of their military service with a disability, whether that is uh, something that is visually obvious or not. It doesn't matter because it's still a disability. And so you do have to, you know, your your hiring team, not just your recruiters, but your hiring team, whoever the manager is that's going to manage these humans that are coming in, they need to know about the laws and they need to put away their own um, personal reasons for not agreeing or disagreeing or 100% agreeing with, you know, the military decisions. Uh, JC, you're a military veteran and, and we know that, uh, veterans are, when they're in the military, they don't get an option to say, Hey, I don't agree with this political decision, right? No, you don't. You just, you do what you're told to do. And yes. so, um, and there's an oath and there, there's a reason we have these these military personnel there who become veterans. But I, I see all too often I volunteer with veterans groups. And what I do there is I go ahead and help veterans make their resume accessible to the civilians. I'm a civilian to say, hey, I have no clue what your resume says. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in, um, I think, in a series three of five here and moving forward. So we'll give you a ton of links and a ton of information where you can go and say, here's all my my military experience. How do I translate this for the people like myself, like Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, who have no clue what these this terminology means. But the number one thing that I want everyone to walk away from today is you cannot discriminate against veterans just because they were in the military and you didn't like the president that they were under. Or you didn't like the decision to, you know, invade this country or work on this, uh, you know, project or whatever, whatever it might be. But we're missing an opportunity altogether of hiring these amazing folks. Here's the other thing, JC, and, and you know this as well, is um, many veterans uh, leave, you know, the military and because they've been there so long or they chose to, you know, uh, select some kind of benefits, especially, especially if they have some disability, they may not need your health insurance. They may not need you know your special benefit plan so it could be a huge opportunity for you to say you know what i have insurance over here or maybe my spouse is still in the military and so i'm insured you know health health insurance wise through my spouse and then therefore i don't need your health insurance which means it just got a little bit cheaper to hire that individual should you be asking somebody that in an interview? Absolutely not. That is not <laughs> anything you should be asking. Yeah, but this is just don't lead with you know, that. <laughs> yeah, but if the HR folks that are listening today going, "Hey, how am I going to sell this to my executives?" You can say, "Hey, they come with experience. They come with, um, you know, we can do anything we put our mind to." Attitude, and they come with a lot of knowledge, skills, and abilities that you just can't find somewhere else. What are your thoughts about that? I, I thoroughly agree with you. You definitely want to leave that door open. And if you haven't already opened that door, uh, you, you may really want to, um, 
want to circle back on one thing and provide a more clear definition because some people are confused a little bit. It was the Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act that makes it illegal to discriminate against an employee because of his or her past, present, or future military service. Now, this federal mm-hmm. law applies to anyone who works in the uniform services, whether they choose to or are forced to. And what that uniform services means is the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Army National Guard, Coast Guard, Air Force, Air National Guard, and Public Health Service Commission Corps. They're all examples of uniform services. And it's important to remember that because, you know, some disaster work actually qualifies as uniform service. So as a worker heads in to do those things, they might also be protected under USERRA if they perform those duties. Something important to look into if you're unaware. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I think um, a lot of employers don't realize that the National Guard may be protected as well because there's a lot of people that are in the National Guard and they just go, you know, they get trained and then they volunteer once a year, but that time is still protected. I am in the state of Florida and we have our own laws here that even protect the National Guard members even further. So please, I you know you hear me say this all the time on my podcast, is you have to make sure you look up the, the, the laws that JC and I are talking about right now are federal laws, so we all have to follow them. But if you're working or have remote workers in states that you're not familiar with the state laws, you need to check to see if there's any state laws that are protected by this as well. It's interesting what- that you bring that up, Wendy. The last thing I have for you is a Supreme Court decision that came out in regards to state laws and and you said it best you know they vary so much from state to state they really do but here's a brief blurb for you the supreme court ruled that veterans can sue state agencies for employment discrimination based on their military service the ruling comes from a lawsuit by a former texas state trooper who claimed he was forced out of his job due to a lingering injury sustained while serving in the united states army The court ruled that the state authority must yield to federal law as the Uniformed Services Status and Reemployment Rights Act forbids job discrimination against veterans as part of the federal government's war powers. So this decision continues a trend of limiting state sovereign immunity over the past 20 years in these particular instances. Back to you. Yeah. That was uh, last year uh, via, I believe, Texas, uh, right? Yes. Uh, So it was June 2022. So not that not that long ago, to be honest, and, and laws have changed or court cases have changed, which means the law's interpretation is now different. So very important to know what your what your state laws are uh, on top of the federal laws and then be on top of the news as well. In series two in a moment, uh, we again, we're in series two of five we're going into. I want to talk a little bit more about discrimination lawsuits uh, specifically related to veterans and the military. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast. 